Hello and welcome to the Clixie Marketing Masters podcast. In the final episode of our second season, we're wrapping up our series on the attributes of a great marketing leader by speaking with Teresa Barrera, global CMO at Publicis Sapient, on that very subject. Teresa's creative thinking, coupled with her ability to make the complex simple, enabled her to break the mould of traditional marketing in technology and service companies. At Publicis Sapient, she has reinvigorated the brand, repositioning the company to drive profitable growth and become a leader in digital business transformation. Under her leadership, marketing influence revenue has more than tripled. She created an agile operating model focused on speed, data and innovation and built a multidisciplinary, multicultural global team that fosters diversity, equity and inclusion. Teresa is a proud Hispanic and native of Portugal who is focused on advancing DE&I in leadership and at all levels in the workplace. Teresa, a very warm welcome to the podcast. What do you think makes a great marketing leader? First of all, thank you, Benjamin, for having me here. I'm excited to have this conversation with you today. Uh, what makes a, a great marketing leader? Well, I think first and foremost, I believe being a leader is about inspiring and motivating your team and people around you, regardless which function uh, you are the leader of. I do believe that great leaders work across the company to influence business decisions and direction. And for marketing leaders, this is even more important um, because today marketing needs to drive growth and strategy for the company, not just for the brand. Uh, so being a, a great marketing leader requires acting as a connector across several functions from strategy to product to sales and culture. Wonderful. And I've seen in some of your own articles and pieces, you've discussed some different attributes of marketing leaders, maybe how the role of the marketing leader has changed. So how do you think that that role of marketing leadership has been evolving? Yeah, um, absolutely. Over the years, I think the role of not just the leader, but the entire function has evolved. Uh, and I think it will continue to evolve because we live in a world of constant change. But if you think back um, to several years ago, CMOs were viewed as the custodians of the brand. But today's CMO's role has changed a lot and I think has become what I call champions of three key areas. One is the champion of the customer, uh, being the voice of the customer and to help drive um the customer experience and to own that customer experience. I think that's an important role the CMOs are playing and the entire marketing function today. They also become champions of growth to drive growth across the entire company. I call the three arts. And in my team, we really all sort of allow and um, surround ourselves or align ourselves, I should say, around these three arts, regardless what uh function in the marketing or discipline in the marketing organization you're part of. So, and it's growth around those three R's. So think, so champions of growth around the three R's means you drive um, growth for the brand, which is reputation. You drive growth for your clients, which is rep relationship, and you drive growth for the company, which is revenue. So again, thinking of growth, not just for the first R, but for all the R's, the three R's, which is growth for the entire company. And then finally, I, the last one, I would say the champion of change. 
identify opportunities to focus and invest. I think CMOs and the marketing function today are in a unique position to drive strategy. Again, not just for marketing, but strategy across the company because they can leverage customer data and insights to innovate and to identify strategic areas to focus and to invest. So those are the three areas I think where I believe the function has evolved and they create a lot of opportunities for the marketing organization and specifically for CMOs to um, to champion. Yeah. And across this series, we've kicked off every podcast with the same question I had for you around what makes a great marketing leader. We've heard a lot of different perspectives. What are your personal leadership principles and why are they important? Yes, I have four principles of leadership that I tend to drive and or to to align around and and to drive um, sort of my uh, own thinking and and culture around these uh, four principles. Uh, one is about constant evolution. And what that means is really to embrace change. Because if, if you think about it, uh, Benjamin, we don't know what the future will hold tomorrow, but we'll know that we'll be different. Change will happen. So as a marketing organization, we need to operate in a constant state of beta. That means be constantly evolve, adapt, and pivot fast. So that's one, constantly evolve, constantly change. Two is about what I call culture fuels innovation. And I've learned that firsthand, specifically in this existing role, what I build the entire um, marketing organization and uh, that was fit for, for purpose. And what I mean by that is that we need to create an environment and a culture that allows people to experiment and to innovate and create an environment that favors progress over perfection, empowerment over approvals, and, and is filled with people they wanted to learn it all versus just knowing it all. And when you create this environment and culture, it does fuel innovation and it fuels creativity and out-of-the-box thinking. I think that is really important because that innovation is going to not just come from people um, sitting in a room and say, today I'm going to be innovative, but it, being in an environment that every day that fosters that way of thinking. Uh, the third one um, of my principles is coach versus manager. Uh, this is really important because we, I believe as any leader, you hire the best talent and that's the ways we want to look for the best talent that fits the role. But we, when we do that, we have to not just hire the best talent. We have to create an environment where people feel that are, you know, driven enough, empowered enough and brave enough to create really impact and change. And to do that, you got to act as more of a coach versus a manager. And I think there's a difference between the two because when, again, you hire great talent, great people, they know how to do their job. And I feel my job is to enable them, is to coach them, is to enable them to become their best selves, to do what the, their best, to do what they do best. So that goes back to the environment, which is the, that I just talked about, which is the culture. And once you have that environment, then my job is to enable them is to coach it versus to manage. And then the last one, that I also uh, sort of live by 
is speed over process. Anybody that works with me thinks I have a nose, that I have an allergic reaction when it comes to process. And I always tell uh, people in my team, don't let the process stand in the way of progress or speed because perfection is the enemy of progress. And so I always, always favor progress over perfection because we can always get there. We can always get better. We can always do more, but it's better to get to market and then learn from that. And then again, goes back to number one principle of constant evolution. So if you think of all these four things, they all sort of intertwine and they all build on each other. And when it comes to speed and process, one of the best routes to that is having those really powerful partnerships within the business. So what can marketing leaders do, do you think, to build better C-suite relationships? Yeah, absolutely. That is really important because, you know, as I said, um, you know, today CMOs, uh, they need to think beyond marketing. They can no longer, as I said, are just the custodians of the brand. They have to think beyond uh, uh, to, to, to the rest of the company, like I said, drive growth and strategy. And to do that, marketing, absolutely. And CMOs need to create those connections, those C-suite connections across all functions. And this means they need to act and behave like chief collaboration officers to unify the C-suite. And I see it all the time with my team where marketing is doing things that actually brings two functions together, uh, where we are sitting there saying, hey, here's what do I see? How do we see the customer engaging with this? And we go back to say, you, both of you need to work this out. So, but... The most important thing I do believe requires, um, again, like you said, strong partnerships and vision, but the most important relationship I feel is actually with the CEO. CMOs, they really need to have a strong partnership with a CEO. And that re- partnership, Benjamin, needs to be based uh, on trust. And that is so important. I, I, from my experience, that you have to have that strong trust uh, between both of you, and um, and because you have you you need more of all. Obviously, you need to align, as I said, with all the C suite, but you really need strongly the CEO support. And if you think about today's CMO's tenure, in I think now is less than three years on average. And there are many reasons uh, uh, for that. And of course, every situation is unique and different. But in my view, I always think there's three reasons why the tenure keeps getting uh, shortened. One is I think many CMOs, they tend to, to overpromise and sometimes underdeliver. And frankly, it's not a fault of their own. They usually take their job and they come into this job with great ambitions and goals and great aspirations. But often the company does not allow them or support them with their vision. They don't give them the resources or their budget. And a lot of times they don't even support the strategy. And a second reason is oftentimes when the company doesn't perform, they oftentimes tend to blame marketing. Because our brand is not strong enough, our, our marketing is not driving leads, or our clients don't understand what we do. Frankly, marketing is always to blame. 
But the third reason, the most important reason, which goes back to what I said, is the relationship with the CEO or the lack of it. I think a lot of the reasons why CMOs don't tend to last is because that relationship with the CEO is not strong as it should be. So how do you think marketing leaders then can continue to learn and develop, build the skills they need to succeed in the role of the CMO or marketing leader and build those relationships with people like the CEO? Yes. So it goes back to some of my principles. Um, I used to often use this analogy. The CMOs today need to be great cyclists, meaning they need to continue again to evolve and to drive change. But just like any cyclist, right? Momentum is your friend. Momentum is what's going to keep you balanced. Because the moment you take your foot off the paddle, you're going to lose balance and you might fall. So you got to constantly innovate. You have to constantly move things forward. So again, it goes back to speed. So that's why I use analogy. Speed is every CMO's friend. It provides you the energy and it creates the balance and the stability to keep you uh, going. So I, I often use this analogy and I call it the rise of the cyclist CMO. And this is a mentality. It's a mindset. What it is. That's what it is. It's a mentality that requires a willingness to constant, constantly evolve and constantly change. That requires a willingness to challenge the status quo, to be comfortable with the uncomfortable, to embrace ambiguity and the unknown. But most importantly, it requires to, to, um, to learn, to unlearn, and to relearn. So, again, these, if you em- embrace these things, to me, that, that is really um, the important skills. But again, but most importantly, it is a mindset. Absolutely. And we've discussed throughout this episode that change is constant in the world of marketing. And as we head into 2023, it's certainly an uncertain landscape ahead. How do you feel the role of the marketing leader may be changing as we head into 2023 and beyond? Yeah, it's a lot of it's going to be adaptability and ability to pivot and pivot first. But if you think about the where we'll live today, right? We're in a digital era. And I believe for any company, any brand, regardless how, how big or small or, or uh, in your um, history, the biggest threat for any brand today is relevancy. How do you maintain relevancy and for your brand? And to do that, we need to think of our customers as people versus consumers. And this means that we need to create value versus extracting value. And so, because all oftentimes we look at our customers as consumers, right? And when you think of that way, it is, right? Think of consumer from a consumption, consumption. I'm going to extract value from you versus if I think of you as a person, I'm going to provide value to you. And one way to do this, instead of thinking of leading from the front, as often brands do with their brand marketing and their advertising is to lead from behind and leading from behind your brand it means to lead by influence versus leading by force when you lead from the front you know traditional marketing uh brand especially traditional brand marketing advertising places the brand always in the front 
with branded content. And for a user, this can be seen as very as forceful and frankly, very self-serving because it's all about the brand. I think in a new area where customers are empowered, they empower today to make the decisions. They define the journey. Brands no longer define the journey. Another thing that in my team, Benjamin, I don't let, I mean, I'm allergic to is the word funnel. Because hmm. funnel is a very linear way of thinking. We always think that customers are fine follow this linear way to purchase. They go from an awareness to interest to desire down to an action. But because of the proliferation of channels and the, in the digital world that we live today, that path has become much more circular because customers today, they no longer go shopping. They are shopping. They're shopping every time. I'm online. I look at something. I go to store. I come back online. I, but I define that. So for that reason, they are empowered. And they are defining the journey. So every brand knows you've got to meet them where they are. I do feel the brands need to think about a different way to bring them along. Instead of I'm going to force you and interrupt you every time you are, I'm just going to interrupt your day. I am actually going to try to bring you along to influence you from behind versus interrupting you from the front. A good example of this. We just launched a, a new documentary and the entire film is unbranded. It never talks about us and never talks about the solution. And this was done very purposefully because I do believe this is a new way to market. What we do with this film that is unbranded is that we are inviting the audience to come in. We're inviting them to take a step for, forward with us. We empower them to make that decision. And it gives that user that choice and power without interruption. And what we're doing, instead of, again, our brand is leading from behind because our, the, 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 the documentary is not branded. But what we've done then, we surrounded the, the, uh, the documentary with our brand to make the connection. But it's, again, it's trying to empower and it's trying to influence versus to force. Absolutely. And for any of our listeners who are interested in learning more about that documentary, it's a really wonderful piece of content. Dexie uh, has run a case study with Publisher Sapient on, on that topic. So definitely go to our website to listen to that. But I think that's a, a really wonderful place to wrap up, not just this episode, but the series that, again, has focused on the topic of marketing leadership. So, Teresa, thank you so much for taking the time to really carefully put your thoughts into what makes a great marketing leader and giving our audience some really valuable takeaways heading into 2023. Well, thank you so much uh, for having me. You've been listening to the Clixie Marketing Masters podcast. If you enjoyed the insights on this episode, please do take the time to share, subscribe, and leave us a review. It really helps us out. For more Clixie content, visit clixie.com and subscribe to our newsletter. Thank you for listening.